Welcome to the Beauty Biohacks series, where I invite health and beauty experts to talk about optimizing your health, beauty, and well-being with the help of the latest science, nutrition, technologies, and data-driven self-experiments. I'm Irina Kremin, and I'm the founder of Inacos Beauty Network, professional connector and turned biohacker. Now, back to episode. Get ready to be inspired by a true visionary in the world of skincare. Today, we have a pleasure to welcome in the brilliant founder of Wrinkle Schminkle to our podcast, Gabriele Recona. Wrinkle Schminkle is not just a skincare brand, it's an affordable and non-invasive treatment helping us achieve fresher looking skin and targeted line refillment. This incredible Australian own brands was born almost a decade ago from one woman's personal mission to combat the unwanted effect of side sleeping and sun damage on their skin. Fueled by passion and commitment to excellence, Wrinkle Schminkle has risen to become the most trusted name in silicone patches. Their non-invasive reusable patches are crafted with 100% medical-grade silicone and manufacturers in one of the only two FDA-approved facilities in the United States. Backed by extensive clinical testing, these miracle patches are suitable for all skin types, ages, life stages, offering visible results within the hours. Say goodbye to this pesky crow's feet, lines around the mouth and forehead, chest, hand wrinkles, and even tech neck. Wrinkle Schminkle has you covered. What sets this brand apart is not just their effective products, but also the fun and vibrant spirit as they bring to the world of skincare. With a name that will make you smile and science-backed approach, Wrinkle Schminkle has gathered a devoted community of customers, skin influencers, doctors, and dermatologists from all corners of the group. But the success story doesn't end here. Rickel Schmilke has achieved viral fame on TikTok, capturing the hearts of millions, and one video racking up to 55 million views and counting. The buzz created by influencers like plastic surgeon Dr. Anthony Jung and global beauty mogul Huda Beauty has even nothing short of spectacular. With a forehead patch selling every 60 seconds, and whooping 57% year-on-year revenue increase, this brand is on fire. So let's dive into this inspiring journey with the founder of Wrinkle Schminkle as we uncover the secrets behind their revolutionary products and the passion that drives them to change the way we think about skincare. Get ready to be amazed and motivated as we explore the fascinating world of Wrinkle Schminkle. So let's talk about Wrinkle Schminkles. I would like to start with a, a brand name. I think it's so playful and cool and really describe so well the company vibes. Uh, so not to take the wrinkles seriously. Am, am I right? How did it c- come up? Yes. Yeah, so well, hello first. Hi, Rena. It's so nice to see you again. And thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, the brand name is an interesting one because people generally tend to love it or not or hate it. Strong word, but we do really get some people that that love and hate it. But we we um, started the brand 10 years ago and 10 years ago, it was really when marketing was at its 
peak of, you know, fear-based marketing, that dreaded word or term anti-aging was on high rotation and women were really made to feel fearful about aging. People had figured out that this was a way to get women to buy. But equally, we'd created this range and were ready to launch. We knew what it did that had the product efficacy on one hand, but we didn't want to make people feel, feel, feel fearful about aging. So we asked, we went out and asked women, we asked our potential customers, you know, 92 of them to be and how they felt about different types of brand names. And in the end, we came up to, with the decision and we made that decision that, you know, on the spectrum of line refining treatments on the market, you know, you sort of got high, high cost, high risk, invasive facelifts right down through to something like a reusable wrinkle patch. You know, a reusable wrinkle patch is really low cost, low decision making, and we could be fun and, and playful with the brand name. So at the end of it, we decided to really brand the range to appeal to that end consumer a woman very much tired of being made to feel fearful about aging that could just use a product that's simple to use, affordable, smooth out those lines of wrinkles and get on with the parts of their life, which, you know, there was a lot there to really enjoy. So that's how we came up with the brand name. Yes, amazing. I think this is such a right way to ask the, the, the clients. It's always, uh, wrinkle, you know. You know, it was very useful because we were under a lot of pressure at the time being such a high product. We were under a lot of pressure to really go with a more of a medical and scientific-based brand name. So I, I'm very thankful that we didn't. It's memorable and we get the feedback a lot that when women say it, think it, hear it, it makes them smile. And that, at the end of the day, that's what we want women to feel good about where they're at in their aging process. Exactly. And uh, so let's uh, speak about the uh, science behind uh, that. You know, the, your patches are made from 100% medical-grade silicones, right? And it's, yeah. and it's one of the two FDA-approved facilities in the United States. So it's yes. really, there is a lot of science behind it. So tell a little bit more yeah, about the science. What is it made from? How you came out? Yeah, so 100% medical-grade silicon has been used in the medical industry for a long time to actually treat scarring on the skin. So... If anyone's ever had like a scar, an operation, a surgeon, a dermatologist, a specialist will give you this, prescribe this silicon tape. So we realized that there was a lot of single use wrinkle patches on the market, well, a couple of brands, um, but there wasn't really this sort of reusable whether the product efficacy of what medical grade silicon could do. So at the time that we were formulating and prototyping, we came across how medical grade silicon works to heal scars on the skin. So it's proven in lots of independent medical studies to actually do a few things, compress the scar on the skin and flatten and plump it out, regulate collagen, blood flow, and create an occlusion between the patch and the skin, which traps in hydration and treats the skin. So we've, we've set about working with this amazing manufacturer, as you said, he's one of only two FDA-approved facilities in the US, to create a range that's, you know, same, same, but different. So it's our own formulation that's a bit thicker in a, a scoring called Gerometer. But what that does is it allows the patch to keep the skin super taut. So while you side sleep or multitask or talk on the phone or express do any expressions that you're doing with, you know, your face and, and different body parts, it enables the skin to stay taut whilst actually treating the skin by regulating that blood flow, collagen and hydration. So it's very much backed by science, but at the end of it, we were creating a product, you know, that was out there for a cosmetic use. So we do manufacture and have those high costs and that high product efficacy manufacturing in an FDA listed facility to be able to market, you know, and have these great results in the product that we deliver to the market. Yeah, I'm amazed how simple and this time sort of like simple science, right, is in, is in this product. 
Yeah, it does look very simple. You know, a lot of people even who really haven't used it before think it's a very simple piece of plastic, which it's not. You know, it's a medical grade silicon, but it's amazing at such a simple product can actually deliver such great results. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, now uh, let's speak about the, you know, like how you call this product. I, I need a lot of, like one of the most popular products, I think, the, for the last like 10 or 20 or whatever years was always yes. anti-aging. You know, and I've many anti-aging this, anti-aging that, that, that. Then there was a, like a move in the uh, industry for the last few years, actually, at least, right? At yes, least, like, um, anti-aging is not good. You cannot say that. It's not allowed. You know, I've been, some of the brands really been criticized uh, by like uh, taking, uh, claiming anti-aging. Yes. But pro-aging is becoming as uh, the thing, right? So suddenly everybody moved from anti-aging to pro-aging. But I always felt a little bit, and I understand pro-aging is about like being comfortable in the, one once you're aging, be, being comfortable with uh, this fact that you're aging and things like that. But you know, I never really felt also like 100% behind this pro-aging. And I feel the same. And as a brand, we feel the same. It's actually something I'm very passionate about. I think, you know, 10 years ago, 20, 15 years ago, a marketing genius came up with this term anti-aging, which was really a way of marketing the same products that were out there before, but putting a whole new trend and slant on it. And women responded to it and started buying. So, you know, we're kind of at fault. And then the brands and the industry started really leveraging this term. And I think it's a really negative term that just perpetuates self-criticism and judgment. And it is very outdated. And at the same time, we have come some way, you know, I would say it's probably for me, I've noticed in the last sort of th- two to three years maximum. And it's really in the last 18 months that a few big brands have put their hand up and said, we are not using that term anymore. And we're the same, you know, 10 years ago, when, as I said, when I um, launched the brand and our business, anti-aging was a very acceptable term to use. There wasn't really negative connotations with it because there was so much fear-based marketing out there. It was really at its peak and anti-aging as a term was on high rotation. But when you look at what's happened fast forward 10 years, in the last sort of 18 months or two years, I think we've come a long way where brands are starting to say, and ourselves included, we no longer, you won't find that term on our website or our packaging or our marketing anymore. We have drawn a line in the sand. For us, it's come about because 10 years ago when we launched the brand and the business, we did a lot of research. As I said, 92 women asked them how they felt about everything to do with aging. And we learned a lot. You know, and you get busy over 10 years and you grow and you're on TikTok, and you're doing a recycling program, and you're doing all these things, but then you you sort of step back and we go, okay, it's our 10-year anniversary this year. It's 10 years of us in the market. How do we feel about where we're at? And for us, we were like, oh, not that great. We're a bit outdated in our languaging and our messaging, understanding how women really feel about aging. And so we actually set about doing a really big piece of research work in the market and then holding ourselves accountable internally in the business to say, okay, Let's really understand how we feel about aging and the right way to talk about it to our customer and to start, you know, maybe being somebody that is leading the industry a little bit in terms of making changes. So for us, we want to make sure that we aren't just doing, you know, I sort of liken it to when you open up a Word document and you might do a find and replace, you know, replace, take that term anti-aging, replace it with pro-aging or healthy aging for two examples that you gave. And I feel like, you know, and not all brands and I'm certainly not, you know, everyone needs to do things at their own pace and people can continue to use that term if that works for their business and brand. But I feel like it's not just about changing the word. 
It's about the tone and the sentiment with your marketing communications and materials as well. It's not just to find a replace and taking out anti-aging, replacing it with pro-aging and healthy aging and continuing to bombard women with the same types of messaging. You know, we already have all of our, you know, innate insecurities as humans. And I think it's time that the industry, and I think for, for brand owners, skincare and beauty brand owners, I think there's a lot of influence that we can have by making a bit of a, taking a bit of a stance and understanding, not just copying what other brands are doing, but understanding your own customer base and deciding what is the appropriate way to communicate to women and to get them to buy. Like at the end of the day, you're a commercial enterprise and you do need consumers to buy your products. But how can you do that by also having your hand on your heart and making sure you know that you're not making women to feel, you know, more insecure, more conscious about aging? You know, aging and the aging process is something entirely unavoidable. It's happening for all of us. But I think the question is, you know, how do we make sure we're not positioning and telling ourselves that it's something to be anti about? Yeah. Anti is always been good for marketing, right? Because any anti things usually is like very strong marketing message. Yes. Definitely. And I think, you know, I had a conversation the other day with a US online publication that we're going to do a partnership with. And I had a really interesting conversation with them, one of the editors, the journalist there. And what she said, and it was so great to hear it this way, she said, when you ask research women and ask them how they feel about anti-aging terms, fear-based marketing, marketing in general, they will tell you very succinctly and clearly that they absolutely don't like it and wish brands would stop. But when you research and track and measure what communication and messaging makes them buy it's a different side of their brain and it's more ego-led so it's really difficult for brands as well because you know a lot of us have a big DTC direct consumer businesses and you can see very clearly what messages make people buy so then you know as a brand you need to decide and we have you know anti-aging makes people buy but we've removed all of those terms and terminology from all of our Google AdWords from our website from everything and that does take a hit commercially but that's what I think is important for us as a brand to do, to be able to have longevity with our customers and make sure we're being responsible ourselves about our contribution in that whole, you know, I guess, aging-based marketing. Yes, but so the message you're using right now, it's more like, you know, let's... For us, the messaging we're using right now, it, which is very unique territory, it's our own territory that we've set about creating, it's really that, you know, aging is very complicated. And it's also very individual. And we're shamed if we do want to do something about our aging and we're shamed if we don't. So we're shamed if we do, if we go out there and change our faces and have a, a facelift surgery, things that people notice, we get shamed about that. And then if we don't, we choose to age naturally. Suddenly we're looking older than what we're meant to look like. And then so we're shamed about that. So it is very complicated territory and we definitely don't have all the answers. But I think starting to have the conversations in the industry and uh, and putting our hands up and saying, you know, as beauty and skincare brand owners, we have a responsibility as consumers and female consumers buying products. I think we have a responsibility to talk about how we really feel and to maybe even be aware within ourselves of what's making us buy that product and what sort of messaging we're responding to. Exactly. I think it's really good uh, good solutions. I think it's a very unique place what you find uh, how to Yeah, decide. we're really excited and we'll start to really be able to communicate this with a way that makes them feel, you know, like a, we can have a safe, interesting conversation about it. Yeah, you find the answer on such difficult questions, actually. <laughs> and you find it very, you, it, it, it's a such a difficult, difficult questions what to use, you know, anti-aging, yeah. pro-aging. 
it's been debate for years in the beauty industry. Nobody really found the answer, right? And at the end, it's really very, very interesting. And uh, and I think it's a great thing that we have made progress, even to start yeah. using and being aware of terms like pro-aging and healthy aging and to tone it's it like down a bit. Boring, and it's also true. You know, this is, yes. this is the situation it is, you know, so let's deal with it. Like, yeah, judgment free. Exactly, exactly. Amazing. Wow, amazing. Great. Now, uh, the last questions I want to speak about, like if you're building the brand, if you have a beauty brand right now, these years, 2023, and you think about having it for the next couple of years and the future, and especially if you have a good future for this brand, there is no way you can avoid the questions of sustainability. Yeah, sustainability is such important part of every brand building this year. So tell me a little bit more about your sustainability sort of vision and uh, how, you know, w- what is your look at? Yeah, so we used to, st- we used to every single year as part of our forward-year planning put three measures in place to have an impact on the our footprint we were leaving on the environment. And then this last year, when did we launch? What year are we in? Yeah, earlier this year, a couple of months ago, we um, launched our own recycling program in partnership with TerraCycles. So we were always conscious, you know, as you grow and as you scale, you know, that you're putting more more and more into landfill. But there was a real moment for us about 18 months ago, February 22, where we did go viral. We were fortunate enough to go very viral on TikTok. One video still sits at about 55 million views and growing and collectively, you know, I think across our site there's about 80 million views or so. But what we did was actually run the numbers. So we're obviously, it's such a beautiful problem to have. You sell out of a skew and multiple skews and you watch from the TikTok algorithm, you know, your sales peak and spike in different countries at different times. And um, we really enjoyed that process for obvious reasons. But then you actually look at the after effects, you know, how we looked at around the numbers, how many patches we sold, how many tons of silicon we effectively put into landfill. So we actually set about looking to industry partners of who we could work with. There are no, there was no silicon patch recycling programs out there. We are actually the world's first. I hope that the other brands follow suit, but at the moment we are the only brand that actually offers a recycling program across Australia and the US, which are our two main markets with our direct consumer business. So it's fully funded by us across the US and then in Australia as well. And people can return literally every single part of our product packaging everything into a uh, envelope, send it back to us or the TerraCycle warehouse address and it'll be fully recycled into things like garden beds, picnic tables, so a whole lot of different things that we'll be experimenting with in the future as well. But for us, it was really important to actually do something about the products and the the rubbish, I guess, that we were leaving behind and putting into. Yeah. You know, also sometimes educating the consumers to do that, uh, it's a thing. Yeah. The uptakes are far, as I said, it's only, I can't remember the exact date, it might be three months old. The uptake so far is actually really strong. It's above average in terms of the amount of um, the Australian, sorry, the US business, the TerraCycle, you request an envelope, a prepaid envelope gets sent out to you. And uh, we got the numbers the other day and it's way above industry average in terms of how many people are actually requesting those envelopes and sending product back. So, so far, so good. I mean, we have to keep educating consumers that this program exists for them to use and get in the habit of doing it. Um, so there's still responsibility on us and on the consumers to actually take action, but um, we're in it for the long haul and we would be happy if every single product got returned and recycled at a cost to us. Yeah, I just was thinking it's probably like having such a big social media following 
is uh, really helping uh, for you to pass this message across, right? Since you have built already such a good uh, channels on the TikTok and other social media, right? Yeah, no, it definitely helps. All of the communication channels help and all those touch points, email marketing and all of our socials and everything also help to make sure you are just remind and prompt people in all our emails, even our sale emails, just putting that reminder that you can recycle the products after it's it's a good place to capture the attention of people, you know, when they're in that buying mindset. I think it's an amazing brand and absolutely great candidates for the Blue Beauty Award, which we have launched for the fourth year this this year. Yes, would love to see you nominated. And I think I have seen your nominations already there. So let's see. And I'm very excited. We have been so impressed by your brand. We have invited you to speak, to join the speaking panel at our next conference in Austin. So I'm super excited to see you again. Yes, thank you. I can't wait to see you. I thoroughly enjoyed, as you know, the um, San Diego event in uh, February, I think that was. So I'd love to be able to attend another one. So thank you. We loved your products in the in the beauty bag. I think this time, if you like, you're welcome thank to see more. Such amazing product. I have actually, yes, anyway. So thank you so much. What a great conversation. First of all, I really enjoy to tell every time, Wrinkles, Schminkles. I don't know. I think they should have a fun name like that, you know. So we talk about the, the, the name brand, how you came out with it. We talk about the science. There's this unbelievable science behind this brand. We talk about the pro-aging, anti-aging uh, sort of uh, messaging within the industry, which was extremely interesting in this conversation. I think it was like, I would say, in the heart of this talk. And and uh, it is... Uh, very interesting to learn that uh, there is a silicon recycling program out there and uh, you are pioneering that, which is uh, also amazing. Uh, so uh, great efforts. Uh, thank you very much. I hope you all guys in- enjoyed meeting the founder of Wrinkle Schminke, Gabriela. And I would invite you to come to Austin to meet in person. Thank you, Irina. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy seeing you and talking to you. Bye, all. Bye.